Welcome everyone to a live broadcast of 451 Degrees. I am here. Uh, this is Unsafe Space Network. This is the anti-censorship podcast. Um, I am a little like out of it because I have a, I have an insane headache. But I wanted to talk about this issue that's going on with the Babylonian Bee. Now, in a while ago, the Babylonian Bee got their circulation on Facebook limited, and then they got their um, they got banned on Twitter uh, for a joke. And we all know that the mods and the algorithm on Twitter and a lot of these big tech platforms will take jokes literally, and then continue to take them literally, whether or not um, it's clear that it is a joke, uh, especially once a mod gets involved, but they don't care. If it's someone they don't like, they're going to keep taking it literally. I know I, one of my suspensions was over a joke that was clearly a joke. It was something about women get the, getting their suicide numbers up so that they matched men or, or maybe their murder numbers one or the other, but it was clearly me joking because I think I even uh, referenced the Matthew McConaughey scene in um, uh, <laughs> The Wolf of Wall Street, but it doesn't it doesn't matter to these platforms that if they don't like you and you make a joke, they will find a way to hurt you. So recently, um, the Babylonian Bee also got uh, banned on TikTok. Now, even more recently than that, though, uh, <laughs> the Babylonian Bee got further uh, hit by Facebook. And I just want to show you guys this because it, it really makes me laugh. How do you scroll in this, by the way? <laughs> like, am I scrolling? I don't know how to tell. <laughs> Sorry, I've never used this before uh, on my own. But so they had a, um, a new had a new satire video and I'm a huge fan of satire. I used to watch the, I used to read the onion all the time when, um, okay. Yeah. I'm looking and seeing it moves. Uh, and, and that was like 10 years ago, maybe even 20 years ago that I, um, uh, used to read the onion. Uh, but it's not funny anymore. It, ha it has been funny in, a, in quite a while. Uh, but the Babylonian Bee, uh, despite being like more conservative, religious, is actually hilarious. They are really funny. And this video got them further censored on um, <laughs> on Facebook. And I am going to play it for you guys because I, I do think you need to see it. Um, well, let me make sure that we have audio for it. It says mute screen. You guys let me know if you can hear it. New from Mattel, Barbie's boyfriend is getting a much Did you guys hear that? I have no idea, by the way. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Sargon of Akkad's podcast of the Lotus Eaters. <laughs> Babylon. Wait, have I been saying Babylon? Babylonian? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can hear it? Okay, good. All right, just wanted to make sure. New from Mattel, Barbie's boyfriend is getting a much needed and way more inclusive makeover. Introducing P -p -p Pregnant Ken. He's a man with a baby. He's definitely male and not a lady. His belly lets you know he's pregnant, and his beard lets you know he's a man. Because men can get pregnant just like women. In fact, there's no definition of women. We literally have no idea what a woman is. Pregnant Ken does all the normal things every birthing person does. 
like chest feed, then hide his breasts with chest binders. He rocks baby to sleep with his supple masculine arms. And Ken, being a man and therefore a good driver, can even put baby in the back of the car for a fun drive around town. But not everyone in Barbie world is as open-minded as Ken. Men can't get pregnant? Hey, wait a minute. You're just a woman on hormones. Shut up, bigot. Tell your birthing people to buy you a pregnant Ken today. Because why should women be the only ones who can experience the miracle of getting an abortion? My body, my choice. Available in the non-gender specific toy aisle at Target, adjacent to the chest binders for kids. Not legal for sale in Florida, Texas, or Saudi Arabia. Pregnant Ken, not actually a man. There were there were a lot of jokes about that in that video that I found absolutely hilarious. Like I did not expect them to go to the abortion route, but they did. Um, and at the end, in the the fine print speak, when he when they say that it's not available in Florida, Texas, or Saudi Arabia, I thought that was just amazing. This is this is just great comedy. Uh, it's a great. Uh, you know, satiristic explanation of what's wrong with uh, gender ideology, and the pro and and it's clearly a joke. Like it's it, they're not serious, but they're basically just saying uh, what gender ideology says, and we're supposed to act as though this is the bad thing. That like if if that's the bad thing, then it they're just saying it. They're just saying it, and we're laughing. Um, and the problem is with that, uh, is it's very similar to the libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok just tells people what, uh, you know, other people on TikTok are saying that are really woke. And we're supposed to act like that makes libs of TikTok the bad guy. And it's like, that's, if we're sharing your ideas and find them laughable, well, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem with your ideology. And yeah, so they're getting censored further on Facebook. They were already censored. And it's so funny to me because um, uh, they, and I think it was, yeah, the, the Facebook fact checkers got involved. What fact check, what checks do they need to be, uh, what facts do they need to be checking? Is it that um, it's not really a Mattel toy? Like we know that. Yes, laughter is subversive. That is the problem with that. Um, there's a lot of problems with how people react to satire throughout history. This has been a, um, a huge problem with uh, satire throughout history. And yeah, it's marked as false information. What is false about what we just saw? It's truly satire. There's no reason to take it down or to act as though it's a problem. And we learn in this article that um, one of Facebook's fact checkers uh, website um, companies is Cotejo.info. So we know kind of who's responsible for this. But we, we also know that Facebook hires them specifically to um, police things that they don't like. Um, and this is something they don't like. They don't like the idea. Um, and the C CEO at uh, Seth Dillon says that he's not sure how they could further reduce their distribution because it's like, unless they kick them off, which is probably the next step. Honestly, they, their next joke is probably going to get them uh, kicked off of Facebook and they're already kicked off of uh, TikTok and, and Twitter. We're kind of um, 
living in an age where you can't make jokes without people taking you seriously. We talked on Token, Token Minority Report about um, about Ricky Gervais. He's just saying the jokes and that's getting them mad. Now, I have talked for uh, years and years and years about how important satire is to political commentary. Um, because to me, I don't think you should make a lot of political jokes um, or a lot of... Uh, you know, political art, but satire is the one place where it always works. Like it always fits there. And the thing is though about the Babylonian bee that is kind of important is that they're not just doing political satire and they're not going after only one group of people. They're not going after uh, liberals only. Like one of their most recent uh, jokes is about DoorDash and it has nothing to do with like ESG with DoorDash or anything like that. It is very, it's very simple. I do want to read it to you because I think it's really funny, but. I should have had this up already, but like I said, I have a headache. <laughs> um, yeah. This one was from yesterday. DoorDash introduces premium DoorDash Plus service where they will actually attempt to get your order right. See, that is that is a Babylon, Babylon. I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep calling it the wrong name over and over and over again. And you guys can clown on me as much as you want because yeah, I'm screwing that up, Babylon. <laughs> but um, uh, they, yeah, they literally said, I, I can spell it right every time, but <laughs> I can't say it apparently. Um, but yeah, they make jokes that are, that have nothing to do with politics and they make fun of Christians too. Uh, and I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think it's hilarious. And it's what the onion used to be before they turned really, really, you know, tribalistic. Um, but the, I don't think uh, that we should be censoring them anywhere because they are joking. It is comedy. It is satire. And the problem with censoring satire, especially, uh, this is the important part is that it is the canary in the coal mine for a society, whether or not you can have satire because satire is where all the best jokes about authority exist and it's where all the best criticisms of authority exist that get people to agree to it as well because if you laugh you you somewhat agree with what they're saying uh the doordash joke is funny to us because it's true doordash screws up orders all the time but <laughs> it's not that big a deal because it's just it's just doordash you don't have to give them your business. But when it comes to them making jokes about Biden or similar, then we know that a big part of the problem has to do with the fact that people in charge are fucking up. And we have to be able to say that and we have to be able to joke about it. If we're not able to joke about it and about everything, then we're, we're not allowing any kind of criticism and we're not allowing people to think about things. And this is where we're running into a lot of problems lately. And the fact that Babylon B is under attack all the time now should worry you. It sounds like, well, it's a good company. It's, um, 
a small group of people. It doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> but the truth is, is what they represent, what they produce for us as a culture is incredibly important. And if they are struggling to get their content out as satirists, I can't, it's so, got to be so much worse for everyone who is smaller. And that is why it's such a big deal. And it's why I, uh, <laughs> I want everyone to do what they can to support content like this. And I'm not just saying that because um, I think that site in particular is what you should do, but just find any satirist and support them because they're going to be so important. They're going to be what people remember 200 years from now too, politically more than some bullshit article that comes out in like salon or something or reason. Uh, we don't remember who wrote articles, you know, from 300 years ago, but we do remember Jonathan Swift. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone knows Amato's proposal. And that is what I mean. It, it, we stands time if it's important and if it changed things, then it will forever be remembered. And this is why satire is one of the most important pieces of content out there right now. And it's why the fact that they are assaulting it as hardcore as they are, as hard as they are going after the Babylon Bee, uh, that's one of the reasons why like we have to stand up to that. Because it's if they're going to come after First Amendment after some big company like Babylon B, which is not that big, honestly, but it's bigger than a lot of us uh, have experienced in our own lives, uh, then we have a problem. We have a serious problem with how our culture is assaulting satire. So I know not everyone likes satire. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's always been mine. It's always been my absolute favorite form of comedy. But I do definitely uh, think it's one of the more important forms of comedy, just because of its uh, political and social context. <laughs> so we'll, uh, I'm going to look at chat now because I don't I, I didn't actually want this one to be very long. I wanted it to be more than 10 minutes <laughs> because I didn't want to, like, you know, just be in and out real quick, but I also wanted to make it more quick. Oh yeah, Sonny, uh, yeah. So Raphael A. Madrigal, Sonny Bono, male daughter can get pregnant. Yes, uh, Chaz Bono. Uh, and then, yes, the, the video, the Mattel video by Babylon B is hilarious. And yes, I am getting it right now. <laughs> well, I now I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> Hi, Mo. I'm almost done, Mo. Uh, let's see. Wallace Williams. Satire is like slapstick. It sets the scene and then turns it against itself. Yes, it's supposed to. It, it's kind of funny because I feel like uh, a lot of um, satire is just presenting the situation as is in a way that makes you laugh. That's why not the bee exists. Because not the bee basically points out when Babylon bee turned out to be predictive, uh, <laughs> such as when like Trump did something and they um, 
Babylon B made a joke about how he saved a baby from a speeding train and Libs got mad. He didn't social distance. And then like not even a couple of weeks later, uh, liberals were complaining about Trump not social distancing as he was like doing something socially uh good for people and so it was basically like what at that we <laughs> we predicted the future so that's one reason why i also read not the b because sometimes it is getting harder right now to tell the difference between satire and reality because some of the reality that we are experiencing from these ideologues is kind of insane in the way that it doesn't make any sense like you're you're you would literally have to like work out in a really crazy way to come to that conclusion. Like we ape what they say sometimes. And then it turns out they have said it. Uh, it's another reason why a lot of people like Ryan Wong, his, his, um, his satire is also really amazing. Uh, there's one where he, he literally does this thing where he comes up with articles and he just grabs words out of a couple of envelopes to make an article title. Like, why is this transphobic or why is this racist or whatever? And he literally showed actual article titles that matched those. And that kind of, that kind of terrifying reality that this satire, this joke is real, that it, people literally think this way. Uh, it's pointing out the absurdity of it. And so satire right now is actually difficult. There's a lot of parody accounts on Twitter that a lot of people think are real. Um, and unfortunately, um, some of us get got by them. I have before. I'm not going to um, <laughs> say that that didn't happen to me. It totally has happened to me. But uh, they're totally worth, they're worth reading. They're worth following and paying attention to because they are pointing out the absurdity of this, uh, which is why definitely you need to follow satire and you definitely need to follow when it is being attacked especially by big tech and governments because especially governments when governments start going after satire you know that they're feeling threatened by what the satire is saying uh so that's just one of my big things um Thank you guys so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I know this was a short one. I didn't want to take too much time, um, but I didn't want to do nothing. Um, uh, if you liked the video, please walk your fingers over to the like, share, and subscribe buttons. I, re I would really appreciate it. Uh, you can tell everyone how I mispronounced Babylon like five or six times, maybe more than that, and uh, clown on me. I'm totally cool with that too. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of what we have going on this week. Total Minority Report on Thursday. Uh, we might be having a Rebel Civics tomorrow. And then um, our uh, book club, our next book club is Fossil Future by Alex Epstein. And that is everything. And thank you guys so much for showing up. I really appreciate it. <laughs> if it uploads, that's true. <laughs> if the Rebel Civics uploads, we will have a Rebel Civics episode. Uh, but thank you guys so much again for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. 
And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production does not meet WHO health and safety standards. Please report to a United Nations Sanitization Center immediately. Association with the following individuals is strictly prohibited. Experts who benefit from printing money agree that printing money does not cause price inflation. Trust me, just two more weeks to slow the spread of monkeypox. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.